They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Another Shadow Band Syndicate with Joel Thomas, Juan Iola, and Sean Chris. Previously on Shadow Band Syndicate. <laughs> Did it again! Bro, I can't take you seriously, bro. Man. Why do you have to do me like that, dog? Iola! I said Ayala. <laughs> I've been practicing it, man. Areolas, bro. One day I'll get it right. And it's all right, bro. Day, that day the world will end. I'll give you a break because you're white. Because usually, you know, the white yeah, boys have I'm trouble. Pretty good. Yeah, usually I'm good with that, though. You know what I'm saying? I was just at a Mexican restaurant. Like, yeah, look, I got a Modelo shirt on. I'm not, I'm not Puerto Mexican. Rican, but that's I'm... why. That's what throws it off, bro. It's the Puerto Rican. Like, I get it now. You it's get like, it, bro? It's got a little, ah, like, you know what I mean? Ah, like, a little bit more. I got to, all right, I'm going to get on that Whatever shirt. you say, bro. I have no idea what you just covered, but we'll go with it, all right? Welcome back to another episode. This should be an interesting one. We're going back to the roots. What I what I think is the roots, guys. What do you guys think? Like this is OG stuff, huh? Yeah, I think it's uh I definitely I, this is kind of where a lot of the mind frame started, right? Like, you know, right after 9/11, it's got drops this drops this knowledge on us. I mean, you got people that were even in the military that were watching this overseas, man. Like people were really about this when it came out. I remember I was too, man. Like I know everybody was. Um, I didn't get suckered all the way in with it, but definitely, especially for the period of time that I was in in life, um, I definitely saw a lot of it differently than I do now, for sure. Uh, by the way, too, let me say something real quick before we get started. Uh, I want to give a real shout out to the Wana Wana podcast following. You guys are great, man. We were, I, I, I watch all the live stuff when we drop these and people are like super entertained, super into it in saying that. Kill the Mockingbirds followers, man. Got their cheeks super tight 
on the last episode we did, man, our, our, you know, I would say 99% of our followers are great, but that 1% was just <laughs> popping off, and they thought because Sean and I were disagreeing on air that we were arguing. Ain't nobody arguing. First off, this ain't a circle jerk. We're not jerking each other off here. We're ex expounding on ideas, and we're going to not agree with each mm -hmm. other. Don't mean that we hate each other. Don't mean that we ain't going to talk to each other on the phone tomorrow, laugh it up, have a good time. It's what we do. These are what these shows are supposed to do. You're bringing a conglomerate of ideas so everyone can hear them, and they can just start deciding for themselves. Use your cognitive abilities. Yeah. This is what this is about. We weren't arguing. I mean, the black guy, had, I fell into the wall. I, I deserved it. Body deserved shots. It. <laughs> it's all body shots, bro. Yeah, it's for fun. It's uh, to get sharpen your sword. You know what I mean? Iron sharpens iron. That's how you get to where you want to go. Yeah, people. But it's different because people don't always know the dynamics, I think. You know what I mean? They don't know that, like, well, we're not scared bitches. So it's like, you know, hey, it's just words, man. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I always say whatever happened to... Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And like words are everything now. Like you refer to me to, by my correct pronouns, alrighty? I'm they, them, Nephilim, or homunculus, whatever you pick your pronouns, and you make sure you address me by those pronouns. So it's like we've gone full tilt. And I think this is where, I think this is why I find this topic so interesting because it was one of the, the first documentaries i came across that was kind of going against my view that i had been presented growing up if you know what i mean like my religious upbringing and all that other stuff and again i was i forgot hey, i heard you're a pentecostal christian that's a true. secret joel keep it on the <laughs> dl bro okay you're not a lot of pentecostal? people know about that not a lot of people know about that all right dude i need you to okay. keep it on the dl all right so really in let me see how old I was when this came out, because I remember I was I was a little jit, you know what I'm saying? Like I was little 13, bro. bro. I was 13, and I remember when I was 12 is when I first read the book of Revelation. So can you imagine already confused going through puberty, a young little boy, and trying to figure out the you know the answers to the universe, and then this drops. Right when YouTube was, I want to make a hat, make YouTube great again. When YouTube was where you could say stuff, where you could have things, yeah. right? And nowadays, it's like you can't. Everything is censored. So, obviously, we're talking about the zeitgeist, so we haven't already said it. And very interesting. Very interesting. I, I, do you want me to start off with the guy, this Peter Joseph guy, Sean? Well, I think that's obviously a, a pseudonym. The only thing but. I would like to, like, sprinkle in before you start that is just to say, like, you have to imagine the time, too. Because remember, Loose Change came out right before. The, for me, when Loose Change came out, I was, like, 22. When this came out, I was, like, 24. Um, Loose Change was so powerful and had so much information that this kind of, like, and getting into it, you could see that it piggybacked off them a lot. Like, it used a lot of their footage. And this whole piece, uh, when you get into uh, Peter, it was an artistic piece like it was not necessarily like mm -hmm. you know it it was politically motivated and it had his philosophies entangled in it, but it was like an art project and th and when you kind of look at it that lens you're like oh yeah that's why they had so much of the weird like uh animation and different um like cut scenes and things of that nature yeah and this guy this peter so it was supposed to be like some sort of weird and i forget i don't know how to say the style that it was supposed to be in 
the name of it, but it's it's supposed to be a performance piece consisting of Valdivillian, Valdivillian, Valdivillian multimedia style, and that's apparently a theatrical. Theatrical. Wow. Okay. Let's get warmed up here, guys. Theatrical <laughs> genre of ride entertainment born in France at the end of the 19th century. And it was originally a comedy without psychological or moral intentions based on comical situation, a dramatic composition. So it was supposed to be very lighthearted. Obviously, it's not because it talks about some heavy topics. But this Peter Joseph. Now, I even put his name through an through an anagram reader and, and decoder. I put his name in a gematria or gematria, however you want to say it, calculator, trying to find to see if it had any numerical values because when you watch, there's not really much on this guy. And whenever you see him speak, and he's been on he's been on Alex Jones. Alex Jones has even called them out saying that he stole stuff from him. Like all this other stuff, he's uh, responded back to Alex Jones and all these other people have talked about this guy. And I even thought about reaching out to this guy. Maybe we can get this guy on and, and actually hear it from the horse's mouth, right? I mean, directly from this guy. But when you hear him talk, he's very eloquent. He's, he's see, he comes off as a smart guy when you hear him talk, when you hear him explain things. So am I saying he's a plant? I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I wouldn't go as far because I think that that's part of – and I, you and you guys and, and I did that episode, right? Uh, conspiracy – what was it? psyop conspiracies which got some cheeks tight but this idea that everything is a psyop i don't think everything is a psyop but at this point in time when this came out there wasn't such thing there wasn't this mass what was it myspace at that time it was myspace there was no facebook there wasn't anything else to be like oh here's a psyop and that's the problem that there wasn't as much information readily available as there is today than there was back then so Peter Joseph, I put his name through all this stuff. Obviously, Peter in the Bible, Joseph in the Bible as well. Now, do I think it's some sort of pun on the Bible? Maybe because this guy comes off as a sort of atheist kind of, right? I mean, he obviously doesn't believe. A little Marxist. He kind of yeah. like uh, uh, comes off Marxist. And when you go up the name Zeitgeist, which is founded by 18th, 19th century George Frederick Hegel, a German philosopher, and that's kind of, and he was really, and this guy, Hegel, was really influential on Marx and Engels. So yeah. you do get a little Marxist, and like, I didn't see it at the time. That's why I thought it was good to go back and watch it with a different lens, because at the time I was like, whoa, yeah. like I was just baked out of my mind, like probably roll, like, you know what I mean? It was, <laughs> you know, partying, like where you're just like, oh my God, dog, like, you know what I mean? Blowing my mind, just sitting back, you like, were, wow. You were like, a little, a little jit when they handed you that Zeitgeist, John. Yeah, a little, yeah. little jit, bro. Yeah. A little homunk in the house, baby. <laughs> yeah. I was like Duncan Trussell uh, podcast. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's how I feel every time I come across like some new information or whatever, somebody blows my mind on there. I'll be like, like you don't know where to go and you start to like self-destruct and i feel like this movie or documentary or whatever you want to call it film series of films because i actually didn't watch the follow-ups until this past week when i was doing the research so there's zeitgeist the movie 2007 zeitgeist addendum and then zeitgeist moving forward 2011 and they're all narrated all directed by this one guy there's like nobody else and so 
when you're hearing about the information that's presented in these documentaries, it's very easy to get lost in the sauce because here's the here's the part that I find the most interesting about the information that's presented in this. And in, in let's talk about the first one first, because there's information in there that is not that it's untrue. It's not that it's not. So it's not that it's untrue. It's that it's subjective information. And the example I'm going to give is when he's talking about, I know Joel, you're probably going to go off on this, but the idea of he relates everything back to all these religions, back to the sun, right? When he's talking about the parallels of all these, uh, these prophets or whoever in these other religions that are born of a virginal birth or that they're, you know, that they were number 25th, whatever, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. A lot of the ideas, for example, the one I think it was Horus or Osiris, there's, and I've learned that being in this community, you will literally have the opposite of whatever you believe somewhere else. So if you believe in God, there's a dude or a person or a guy, whoever else that's going to believe in Satan or whoever, it's the inversion, complete opposite. So when he starts to bring up the Egyptian cosmology, yes, you can find some of the information that he talked about there in places. Now, is the place and the source where he got it from reliable is a whole other question. But the fact that you can find a source, you can kind of take the, the responsibility, right, of like, oh, well, I did my research and I found something that said something along, along the lines that aligns with what I believe. Therefore, I can kind of take the truth and kind of manipulate it because this is what these guys do. They'll take this truth. And they'll do it to where it fits their lines. Like when I, let's use an example. When I take the homunculus concept and I'll try and relate it to something else. And I go, well, it kind of fits here. Well, take that. And it's the same thing, right? So, and that's the hard part about it because the regular person, let's say that they were to look something up to confirm it. And they Google it really quickly and they see something pop up. Cause let's be honest, the people who are do research, are usually doing it on Google and they'll look at the first, what, th two or three sections. And if they see somewhere in there, pop, like, oh, there it is. Boom, they just rule it up. It's, it's true or whatever. They only read the headline. They don't read anything else. And I feel like this is what this movie was about. It's a very superficial stuff that's mind blowing enough. But you know, you know those friends that you got that when you start talking to them about this sort of stuff, they go, oh, bro, what? That's, ah. It's that. And it was hard to Google, and it was hard to Google back then. You couldn't just pull up all this information. There was information in 2007, but it wasn't what we use today. Yeah. Am I like, making you know, sense? Am I making there, sense? Yeah. No, total. I, I, but I think I found that most of the stuff. If I think part of the problem is when we do research, you're supposed to have multiple sources, right? Like I watch Zeitgeist, I watch then debunked videos, then I watch like you're trying to see all the angles so you could kind of get that because you know the old saying. There's three sides to each story, right? His, hers, and the real truth, like something in the middle. And that's how it was here, but he had one source. He pretty much got pulled all his info from a 1990 book called 1999 book called The Christ Conspiracy, The Greatest Story Ever Sold. So he used that as a lot of his foundation on some of the claims that he makes, right? And like you said, they're very broad claims. And like Horace, for example, is is the easiest one because there's so many multitudes of stories about Horus that you can fit in. Like the December 25th thing, for instance, this doesn't seem very logical, especially because Jesus 
wasn't necessarily born on the 25th. There's a lot of arguments that January and February, like, you know what I mean? Like, and Horace, there's a lot of things that see that maybe he was in July or August. So that's like completely apart. And a lot of the things fell apart because I think they were just trying to throw, like you said, they saw like, oh, I heard this here, that. We just fitted it. There wasn't a massive, um, you know, source because it wasn't that type of style of documentary. I think that's why it was so loosely put together. But at the time watching it, I thought like, I was like, oh, man, Jesus is everybody. Like, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> what was the name of that book you said? Uh, it's called The Christ Conspiracy, The Greatest Story Ever Sold. The Christ Conspiracy. I've never heard about this one. But, I mean, I think that it starts off with when you're able to strip away or show, like, this chink in the armor. Is that how you say it? Or chink in the armor of, like, somebody's yeah. belief system or whatever it is. And when you st – some people are easily swayed like that. And, that. and that's the thing with movies like this, that you could consider this not fake news, but – not reliable because some of the stuff, for example, the, the whole Mithras being the same story as Jesus Christ. I've done the research on Mithras and Mithraism, but who has, right? What other person do you know who's, who's done, let's say, at least five hours, 10 hours of research on Mithraism and, and Mithras and the cult and all that stuff? How many people do you know who have done that? Probably nobody. Right. It's you. Yeah. Just me. So I, <laughs> when I see that me, I'm not, and I'm not saying that I know everything right. Then I'm all this, the all seeing one and the, but this almighty. is your wheelhouse. This is your wheelhouse. Exactly. Like, you, you, this is something you would be looking into anyways, for sure. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. But just like, like the regular person probably can't tell the difference. And that's the, mm -hmm. that's the issue with this. And they're easily swayed. So they see this and all of a sudden, boom, Oh, the, the, it's all about, but, and this is what gets me, bro. This is what this is what like I find the funniest thing. Whenever I find somebody who tries to debate Christianity or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, because it's oh, you know, we know that the story of Jesus Christ it's about him being a Capricorn, a Capri Sun, and a Gatorade, and all this stuff." I was like, they start bringing astrology <laughs> into it. And I go, "Oh, okay, all right." And it's like if it's all if it all relates to astrology, like what came before astrology, right? Where did astrology get its information from because you can't tell me it's from astrology since the very beginning because that's been disproven and and the whole the the oldest astrological well, the table is the uh, the dandara i think it's dandara uh, which i just actually brought up on a on a recent video i did but uh, the point being that it, it doesn't go back as far as all these myths of cosmologies that we know of i mean the 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 astrology came after that so Again, I always, whenever somebody's trying to debate, not debate me, I don't do debates, but whenever they're trying to present their ideology and they go, yeah, you know, because the, the Bodhisattva and and the da, 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 and I'm like, oh, this guy's like the East, he believes in the Eastern stuff or whatever it is. And then, you know what I mean? Like, there's always like they people center their beliefs around one certain, and I'm not bashing anyone's beliefs or anything, but sometimes people, they latch on to certain ideologies whether it be western or whether it be theosophical right when i'm reading a book about you know max heindel whatever it is and it's like oh this is based on theosophy which is very helena blavatsky crowley steiner all these guys right but they took their ideas from eastern mysticism the buddhists and all that other stuff over there so again there's you always center your ideas and i can't really i only watched one interview of this guy that he did and his appearance on Alex Jones that Alex Jones was screaming at him and 
I can't get, I can't really pinpoint where he's at as far as like his personal belief system. I don't know if you guys found something more than I did, but have at it. Yeah, man, there's a lot to say about everything you just said right there. Cause I was going to get into the astrology piece as well, because he really uses um, the Zodiac as a symbol of why that Christianity is wrong. And first of all, I'm going to say this, uh, you know, I, I believe in Jesus and I believe in Christ. And, you know, I, I guess in the sense of that spectrum, I'm a Christian. Um, I don't know if I particularly like the word Christian because it's not really in the Bible, but one time and Christ Cage never is Jesus it. Christ. Sorry, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but in that aspect, I will definitely say, you know, that, that I am. But I also went through a long phase of my life where I did do everything to disprove the Bible. So I went down all that stuff. So the Zeitgeist was a great film for me at the time because I was like, yeah, see, it's like it's all these gods. But then when you start really lining up these gods and you start, you know, doing just a little bit of digging. I mean, Horace has got multiple origin stories. Let's not get into that where he said that he had one origin story. Um, there's, there's, you know, because you've got the different you got the different horses, right? You got the horse, the older horse, the child and horse, the younger. And horse you know. came from a wooden dildo. Everybody knows that, man. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. <right>. yeah. <laughs> well, and the best part was they said he came from a virgin birth and I came from ISIS and ISIS is not a virgin. So, well, yeah, that, 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 the, and here's a widow. This is, this is what I was getting at, that there's various versions of that same story. So you right. pick the one that, best suits your narrative mm -hmm. so if the you know i saw this this guy who had written to him and he was a phd in history how he was saying that yeah well you picked this i picked the story that the that the eagle was flying over and she got impregnated by the eagle that was flying over so the, therefore there is no there is no intercourse there is nothing sexual there it was just flying so boom immaculate conception therefore it's the same as jesus christ now it's very easy to to nitpick and cherry pick from different points in time where the regular layman is not going to know what you're talking about, right. except that you're linking it. And then they'll do a quick search. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Like it if you be inconclusive, it should be inconclusive. What I think what you're saying, but why? where does it stand, Sean? Like, is no, it legit you, or not? No, what I'm saying is you, the determination on anything is inconclusive because if I get all this information that backs up this guy's idea, all this information in the same amount of information, I got to be like, well, I can't really call it. You know what I mean? Like there is no mm -hmm. perfect answer. Then mm -hmm. you can't piece that one together. And I think In it goes opinion. also back to my thing is though too. Though, I mean, you're t well. They try to say that Horus was the was the sun god. He wasn't the sun god actually. Mm -hmm. um, that was Ra. So if you really yeah. break it down, just that one piece like is off. I mean, that's just one small piece. And I could go down the table of things. But that Joel, so and Jesus don't match up. Yeah, but then again, you say you could cherry pick it and make it work if you want to. You no, but don't do you get what's too. happening? So right now, this movie was made in. Right, we're talking about the first movie, the beginning of the first movie, where he's talking about the the right breaking down Jesus Christ and the story of the Messiahs and all that stuff. This was. 14 years, right? 14, 15 years ago, however long ago, 2007, right? A while back. Now, we're we're not we're not arguing you and I, right? In this group. I was just gonna say, but hey, stop, stop we're thunder. still talking about this thing that came out X amount of years ago. That he was talking about stuff that happened thousands of years ago. So 
I think that it's all part of the design because a church, mm-hmm. right? A church divided, it doesn't stand or however the saying Absolutely. goes, right? So even I've always said this at the end of the day, I don't think we're going to ever know the truth, Joel. I mean, that's just the way I stand. I'm a, I consider myself a Christian too. Like, bro, I pulled up my Bible from 2005, dude, from two, I was reading the book of revelation in 2005. Okay. So look at this Corinthians. Look at all the, I have a whole bunch of highlights, Bro, as a kid, right, reading this Bible, right, and I always keep it next to my desk. I gave, I read the Bible and I did a prayer at my high school, what the hell, the ballad, ballicatory, whatever the hell this says, bro. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that says. Baccalaureate, what is that? Is that how you say it? My pronunciation is rubbing off on you, man. Baccalaureate. Yeah, thanks, Sean. <laughs> so you I have gave. Been struggling this episode, like yeah, we're struggling. Like, we're struggling out here, bro. Look, prayer. Let's see here. I, I did. I did a reading of something. I forgot Start what I read. With Aola. Yeah, Aola. the words of whatever. Anyways, I, I did a reading. This is 2012, bro. May 20th, 2012. That I did right. this right, and it's baccalaureate. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. That was the year the world ended too. That's Crazy. the year the world exactly. You so. ended it with your prayer, bro. Man. So <laughs> point good. being. I consider myself a Christian. I believe in God, but will we ever truly know the truth? Whatever the truth is with a capital T or lowercase T, whatever that is, will we ever truly know? No. Cause I mean, that happened in the past, unless there's somebody. Not as flesh, not as flesh. Like not as like us in these meat sacks, as Joe likes to say, like not in, in this realm. I think that there may be another realm of consciousness, but at, at this point of how my mind Yeah, I agree with you, Juan I don't think so I think that's why I always find it crazy That so many wars and arguments Are over these things Because dude yes. brings up good points Like, I think that he had be- Not bad information But he just took information That he didn't source everywhere Where he could see like Oh, there's multitudes of stories yeah. Like you said, he let it fit his narrative mm-hmm. But he brings up good points Because I've said it plenty of times The Bible's been rewritten so many times And there's this thing with human nature that we love doom, like the the end of the world. Like every single religion and faction is always pushing to this, oh my God, we got to do everything right or the world's going to end, which we don't know what that means. We don't actually know what revelation means. Like whether it's rewritten by man to manipulate us or from the word of God, we still don't can't fathom exactly what those words mean. For me, a lot of the revelations end of an era. You know what I mean? The end of the Romans. Uh, I could see that some of the religions have been compromised for sure. We all agree on that. And and then the Bible has probably most likely been rewritten to manipulate on purpose and some on accident, just mis- miscommunications, not understanding what one word meant, mm-hmm. things of that nature. But what he focused on kind of tripped me out. Like he was saying about, oh, the Zodiac size 12. Well, whatever happened to the people that talk about there was 13 months? Well, if there was 13 months, how are you going by the Zodiac? And the Gregorian <laughs> calendar, who the... Who the fuck came up with that? Like all these, like it's changed, and that's the thing. But I, I think that's besides the point because I want to talk about one thing that, that that you're that you're addressing. That I feel like in this community, and in, and I wouldn't say the, the humanity, but I feel like this community especially has a fucking hard on when it comes to like end of times or when it comes to like prophecies or when it comes to right. I I. I I just recently did an episode on the proto evangelium. Like I had, I didn't know what, what that was or anything like that. And he gets into Nephilim and end of times and all this stuff. But the idea that 
the end of times is coming soon. And I feel like, this, especially this time, like 2007, how many, he was talking about the collapsing of the, of the, of the banks, right? We're talking about the collapsing of the banks right now. Right, we've bro, always talked this. Bro, 2007 you, to 2011 when all the movies came out, we had the uh, yes. uh, uh economy crashed. The, like it's yeah, almost like he was prophesizing it. It was like, "Oh man." So that I think that he, he, it pushed a lot of people towards that. But it always bounces back though, Sean. There's never like the full blown apocalypse like what's the 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 Will Smith movie I Am Legend like End of Days. Uh, you know, dystopian. There's not never none of that, and I think that's what people want. Therefore, when they want that, when they're when they're like they're looking for that next biggest thing, and we know in the in the conspiracy community, it was like a big event is gonna happen in April of twenty, blah blah blah, and they'll they'll like post videos on YouTube and they'll do all this stuff. Like even if it's for clickbait and all this stuff and clicks and clout, you're still speaking that into existence and you're still kind of wanting that and how many of us when that thing popped off in 2020 bro i'm gonna be honest with you i loaded my magazines up you know what i'm saying like i was ready i wanted it to pop off like i was like yes it's about to go down did anything happen did anything really let's say did anything really happen no i think if anything it woke people up more but guess what when the next thing pops off there's still going to be the division and people, some people are going to see it and some aren't. It's going to be the same shit over and over again. And I think this is what these movies are about. They come out and it's like, they present all these crazy ideas. The dollar is going to fail. Boom. Let's say that there is a recession, 2008, the housing market, everything crashed. A lot of people lost a lot of things, but Hey, it rebounded back up again. And where are we at now? Same thing. There's a recession. It's going down, but guess what? It's going to pick right back up again. And I've always said, a clock that is wrong, right? a broken clock is right two times a day. And if you preach enough times that the world's going to end, the world eventually is going to end. But I don't think that we know. And I think that these movies like this, they feel that fire. And I think it's like, it's some sort of fear porn for people. I think people like that. I think that's why people follow Alex Jones and, and characters like that, where they, where they get off. I'm like, mm, yeah, tell me more, Alex. Yeah. What they're doing? What? They're doing. They're doing what, Alex? They're turning the frogs gay. Is that is that <laughs> is that where you're trying to get? I don't at? like them putting yeah? chemicals in the water. They okay. turn the friggin' frogs gay. Listen, fuckhead. Yeah. Okay. Those are fucking fighting okay. words. Excuse me. What oh, the wow. fuck's your problem? So again, I think that's what people gravitate towards that character because they love that they're attracted to that. And then you have the people who are the opposite, who are repelled. And it goes back to that that two party train of thought where you're either on the left or you're on the right, or you're, you know, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist or you're not a conspiracy theorist or a flat earther, or you're not a flat earther or you're a homunculus or you're a Nephilim. You pick, you can't be both a homunculus and a Nephilim. You got to be on one side, Joel. You got to pick which, which one are you on, bro? Hey, I did that poll on our last episode <laughs> there was a lot of people that were not feeling the homunculus being a nephilim too <laughs> so that, yeah they were feeling that one man it like the mix and i think you could definitely mix i'll say this though too when it comes to the bible and i believe and i believe in the bible and i think and we've had this conversation on the last one and i think god had his hand on on, on having this book to us um and and i do get you both your point of views so i don't i don't discredit that and i do agree with what you're saying juan 
we don't understand. Let me say it that way. Maybe maybe this book we don't fully understand. I think it's correct, but I I don't think we fully understand it when it comes to the book of Revelation. I think that's a tough book to understand. Now, do I have fun with it? Absolutely, man. I love going down the rabbit holes of Revelation and tying it into Nephilim and portals and everything else, man, because that's fun to me. When I talk about end times, like it's more of a fun thing. I don't live in fear because here's the one thing that supersedes this book. And I have mine right here as well. Jesus said, I am the word. <laughs> At the end of the day, he supersedes that. God supersedes even that book. So like when he came, he did that to stick it to the Pharisees. That was the whole point. When he came, he came to rectify things. He came to save us. So like he said, I am the word. So at that point, he supersedes like anything we can possibly understand about anything, right? We were talking about the Zodiac and I can go deep when I talk about the Maseroth, man. And now I think that the actual Zodiac, the thoughts of the Zodiac were long before Adam. When we're talking about the, the constellations, I think the Maseroth, I think it spoke to the coming of Christ. I think it was a prophecy, but I don't think that this is necessarily what the Zodiac was. The Zodiac was a part of astrology that was brought by Barakael in the book of Enoch. He taught humankind um, astrology. So he taught them the Zodiac. This came from the brotherhood of the snake and Cain and his, his son Enoch. So when you're talking about the Zodiac, I think it's a corruption of what the Maseroth was. And I, and I take it from what I actually think the constellations were there for, because I think the stars have been there for billions of years, long before Adam. And I think it spoke of his coming. And I think that's why like Lucifer got pissed off, and I think he knew that this was all coming down the pipe. So I think, obviously, they're going to use some corruption and some things to detract from that. Um, but to what you're saying, though, it, this fear-mongering, this fear porn, I completely agree with that, though. I think this community gets so hyped into that. Listen, what I really hate is the, like, the Christians that are like, can't wait to go to heaven, and I'm like— God gave us this earth. Like, what are you talking about? He told us to be stewards of this earth and enjoy it and connect with people. That was the whole point of him putting us here to take care of it. Like, we're 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 so lost in this like sauce of like we we want to get out of here. We want to like you know go to the seven steps and the seven heavens and all this stuff, man. Do you know like if we're actually looking at the Book of Revelation, it talks about that God's going to bring heaven to earth. It's going to be, I think, in my mind, at least how I can minutely understand it i think there's going to be that kind of unveiling where it's like the veil's been lifted and we've got that passage between these different universes or however you want to look at it right you know uh parallel dimensions or just dimensionally we can move in and out of like this whole different thing maybe how it used to be right like i think that's what we're gonna uh get to this new earth this rebirth of like this connection to god that we used to have in the past and i think that's the end times to me it's not the fear part of it when i look at the end times i look at like how how good it will be to connect to people but at the same time he's telling us to do that now He's telling us to do that now. Like we're so consumed with like tearing each other apart and like getting mad at each other. And your cheeks are tight. No, mine are tighter. No, mine are looser. Like, you know what I mean? Like people need to just like chill the fuck out, man. Like have fun. Like we have debates <laughs> on here, but we're having fucking fun, man. We're not, we're not sitting here like getting angry at each other. Cause I think differently than you or vice versa, man, we're having a healthy debate and we're talking about things that can well, we're not even elevate debating. our minds. 
we're not even debating. We're just putting ideas out there and, I'm and understanding each other. You know. Well, that's a whole <laughs> different. I'm Jeffrey Tubin right now, man. <laughs> Yo, real quick, apocalypse literally means unveiling. So, I mean that that's yeah. what it means, you know. And so, absolutely, I think that I think that when that happens, maybe it is like this thinning of the veil. Where I don't I don't know. I mean, I've I'm not even gonna to. I'm not even going to speculate, but yeah, I mean, some crazy project blue beam esque type of looking thing where I don't think we're going to believe our eyes. I don't, I don't think, I think it's going to be that absolutely right. I think that it's going to be like, it goes back again to this whole thing. It's like, Oh, well, is Bigfoot real? Well, here's a picture of Bigfoot now, nah, bro. It's CGI dog. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's AI <laughs> enhanced generated. Brother. Well, that's the thing is it's not just Christianity. Look, you guys had your Bible. up. I have, um, this is the book I'm starting to read right now. End times prophecy of coming changes, Get that right? Demonic like, shit out of here, look, Sean. It talks about from the Bible, the Holy Mother, Nostradamus, like all these different things through the world, like different cultures, different philosophers. This end of the world, I think it's because this push to like, oh man, life's short, life's too short, better do it. Why is life too short? Why, like, why are we getting? And it's even though it's been proven that stress is. A tremendous uh, killer of especially men, you know, trying to like hold all this like heart attacks coming from stress. But yet they're piling stress, telling you you only have a small amount of time to live to accomplish what you accomplish. And I think that stunts us. And I don't think it's necessarily the part of the Bible itself. I think you got to look at the Bible and this is going to sound weird to people, but the Bible almost like NASA. Right. Or like an agency. There is some truth out there. Just because they faked the moon landing doesn't mean they never went to the moon another time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just because they didn't, they, they uh, all the Operation Paperclip and all these Nazis were there. We don't know exactly what they were doing. I'm not s stating that space is real or straight, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Or you always go like on some serious tangent. You, you you guys fuck it up with some gay shit you put in there, bro. But you know what I mean? I think that the Bible has some great information. And like you were saying, Joel, and I truly believe that too, is that how are we supposed to interpret? Like, there's no way we can fathom to completely interpret it. And You know what I mean? And you should take the values. Me and Joel talk about this all the time. I tell him like, if people don't believe in God or Jesus, like if you're atheist or, you know, you, you just feel like there is nothing that's fine. I have no problem with that. Like, there's no way I could prove it to you otherwise. There's no way. There's no evidence I could show because you already said it. But if you go look at the teachings of Jesus or if you look at teachings of Buddha or some of the other religious people like that, do, do they have a good message? Is it to follow, like, be good to people, you know, do good in your life and try to prosper and all these things? What's still a good message? What, why, what are we arguing about here, right? You don't have to believe in it, but... If that's the message, do you disagree with that message? Or do you agree with it? You just don't know if if that's real or not. Who cares? At the end of the day, to me, it's like if that message is a good message, then you should follow it regardless of if you believe real or not real. I am on the side of believing that Jesus is real. Uh, that's one of the things that he spoke about is saying there's no accounts. And it was so such a – even at that time, I kind of was like, man, I remember like they said there's a lot of people. I didn't know because I didn't research at that time. But looking now, there's so many different scholars, so many historians that have talked about Jesus and, and being around that time. Now, is he, you could argue, is he the son of God or not? You can argue that because that becomes where the belief comes into effect, right? Like, I believe he is, but you don't have to believe that. You know what I mean? It's not up to us to force you to believe that. You just have to know that he was real, just like Muhammad was real, these other characters. If they have these historians 
talk about them, but that doesn't mean every story, like you said, Juan, is true. We don't know. Like, things are fables. Things are exaggerated. We know in our times when someone's talking about something like, oh, man, I heard Sean said uh, Juan's last name wrong again, and then it's going to the telephone game, boom, and then they're going to be like, yeah, I heard he punched Juan. You're like, what? No, he just said his name wrong, man. Like, <laughs> you know, and then, like, Muhammad was real, but he was created by the Catholics so they could take over the Israeli Oof, bro, you're going to trigger some, you know, trigger some cheeks with that with that language. It's an interesting theory. I, I've gone on that rabbit hole. I yeah, I encourage people to do it. I'm not saying that it's true. But I, I liked I liked some of the stuff that was said in it. They said that they sent a nun um, to the Middle East uh, who found a young man that they could manipulate, and they created him to be Oof. Muhammad and create the religion of Islam because their whole goal they wanted to take over Israel. And this is kind of when the um, <clears throat> Holy War started and all that was the prelude to it. And they ended up not winning, but they ended up creating this religion of Islam. And I do have the Quran, which I've been reading here recently too, because I wanted to compare a lot of the things from the Quran uh, to the Bible, because there's a lot of things that are that line up very, very much so. Uh, and then there's some stuff that deviates way up. One thing I found very interesting with the Quran and the Bible, this is so weird, right? So they worship Muhammad, but Muhammad is super flawed throughout the Quran. Like he gets tricked by demons and like all kind of stuff, right? But Jesus in the Quran is like super holy. Like he's like untouchable, but they say that he's just a prophet, but mm -hmm. like he couldn't even be touched by Satan while he was in the womb of Mary, whereas like Muhammad was touched. There's a whole diagram that I, I I actually have and I'll actually send it to you guys but it shows that the differences between the two from the Quran uh, between Jesus and Muhammad it's really interesting so again I don't think it's out of the scope of of, of realm to think um, that it could happen uh, again I'm not saying that it's true but it is a it is a conspiracy theory this is not a conspiracy it's a conspiracy theory that the Catholics actually created um the islamic religion but yeah cheeks will get tight on that so and here i'm the wrong person to be talking about like interpreting things and the reason i'm that wrong person is because i'm into alchemy and mm -hmm. we know that alchemy is very symbolic very allegorical very shrouded in secrecy so when i'm even when i'm doing research on something i'll be i'll be trying to think outside the box as to what's being presented in the front lines of whatever that idea may be because that's the exoteric it's almost like again when you're on wikipedia we keep ideas you they present to you the exoteric and for you to dive deeper down you can you can start by by going to the sources and, and trying that but the 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 way to find the good shit as i like to call it the good stuff is to dive deeper into the it, it can either be a dissertation by a by a phd whoever a scholar or an academic you can start off by doing that or reading an actual book about the the practice now the reason i bring this up is because you know we're talking about death and all these different things because it stems from this movie where they're trying to bring forth the errors in mainstream religion and kind of sort of discredit religion as a whole so i think when you discredit religion it's like okay now you can kind of sort of focus on reality 
right? Put away all your superstitions and all these other things, and you can focus on living now, which, yeah, I always criticize Christianity for that. It's like I'm preparing for the afterlife, and we're not even there yet. But it's like how you said, like, live your life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, live this life. But some people, they fall in these reality tunnels where that's the only thing that they think about. You know, being right. a good Christian, I, I, I have to walk on eggshells. I can, God's watching me. And like you can see where that can psychologically do sure. a, a number on a person if they're legalism. You know what I'm saying? Like they, if they're if they're there all the time, they go, oh, like, I can't do that. It's like, no, no, no. We're, he we're never flawed. I, I don't I don't like that mentality. It's legalism. Right. So you got all these different denominations and all these churches and all these things. Exactly. And they all they all dissect the Bible differently, right? Yeah. So I think that goes to what you said earlier, how that you can have this book that is true, but if you're dissecting it differently, you can make it say whatever you want to. Especially Look at the cults, bro. Yeah, yeah, Look exactly. Hey, I got a good one for you. You got two groups that are very similar. I'm about to get cheeks tight right now. Very similar. You got the Ku Klux Klan, Ku Klux Klan, and you got the Black Israelites. Uh -oh. are very similar on opposite ends of the spectrum, and they both read the Bible, and they both make it say what they think it says to make their race supreme. And the, both of them do it. And I've and I've and I've gone down both the rabbit holes of both how they do it. They can make it make sense, but they're also pulling a lot of things out of context when they do it too. They're not they're not looking at the entire you know paragraph as we say. Like they may pull like a verse here or verse there, and they make it turn it into this whole charade but listen it goes back to what both you guys just said earlier people are very susceptible who don't actually research themselves who don't actually look into things themselves don't use their critical minds they need someone to tell them how to think most people are like that because they're lazy they don't want to spend the effort and the time i need somebody i need a talking head my favorite talking head to tell me uh, how to live. Also, you were just saying this one made me think. So I've actually got some of that Vice interview that um, that Peter Joseph did, and some of the questions they asked him and some of his answers were really crazy. Into it actually being a social experiment more so than actually trying to speak the truth. Um, they said, uh, "How was the initial reaction?" And he said, it went viral, but you know, I would have changed it if I knew it was going to turn into what it did because it sparked a great deal of critical interest, which was very healthy, but also sparked a really nasty and impulsive backlash that I still feel to this day. He goes on a little bit further, but then he says that I would call the kind of anti-conspiracy culture people who have a fanatic reaction to anything they think sounds like a conspiracy. So that was frustrating too, because honestly, my folk was really a sociological one. So really, he put this out in space mm. to see how people would react. And look, man, we're in 2023. And we're talking about it still. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, we're still talking about this film. That's why I'd like to get him on. It was so impactful that we're still talking about it, and it's resonating still through people's minds. Dude, mm. he goes, he goes, and this is when I started really started thinking psyop a lot um, with how he was thinking because they started talking to him about Alex Jones, right? And he started talking about how Alex Jones, his his, his he's a loon. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm just. He's like, you know, I don't even like talking about nine eleven. Is what. Joseph says, because it's too in line 
with reptilians. It's too in line with the earth being flat. He breaks all this down. He brings out the classics to tie into why he thinks that the Zeitgeist film really was a bad idea for him. And then this was like in 2017. So they asked him about Brexit when Brexit happened in Trump. And he said, I see Brexit and the rise of Trump as a reverse of cultural sensibility where we were attempting to think of things in a global way. Mm. Things are now getting worse in an exponential way because our systems are too outdated, both politically and economic. So this dude's talking about globalism. He's all about it. He's all about globalism. He's all about one world order. This is the guy that put out the Zeitgeist movie so, that is literally talking well, about him, globalism. Would him you say Joel, Jones were both talking about the Omero, remember? Like that was a huge psyop that like forced everybody to think there was going to be like the Euro that Canada, yeah. Mexico, and America, it was even Jones was spewing all over that. And to your point as well, New York Times interview, and he was asked about 9-11, he said, I've moved away from that. He wants nothing mm -hmm. to do with any conspiracy. And he was really focused on science. He believed, like, science is the way forward. That's how we move forward, which was interesting because of what we just went through, you know, um, uh, a couple years ago. And someone saying science, science, science. And he was all about science and what science he thought was real. And he kind of really didn't care about uh, um, anything that he was putting that wasn't his beliefs like you said it was more of a homage of what was going on at the time and and a little bit of his philosophy dug in there and when he goes more into his philosophies in the other films where he really starts talking about the banking and all that mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. would you say Joel what would you rate it I mean on on a scale from from fake to, to gay where where would it fall <laughs> in that scale I mean would it be more fake or more gay or a mix of both. I mean, a chimera of both. What would you rate it if you had You're to? You're talking about the film. Uh, this guy. I mean, the whole movement itself. I mean, this. Oh, this... the movement itself? Um, Enoch would have told him to loosen thou cheeks. <laughs> I, I, I think, honestly, he would have looked dead at him just like he did the Nephilim. When they were asking for help, he would have been like, loosen thou cheeks. I think it's on that scale. I, I just think that. There was truth mixed in throughout, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially the 9-11 stuff and the banking. I thought that was – but he also did this so very craftily. Yeah. He hits you with that religion piece He's early. a smart guy, bro. He, he wants you to know that religion is fake and gay. He wants yeah. you to know that it, it's all fake. Yeah. That, and especially Christianity. But, but again, so check – so what you're talking about, so take – Religion, you destroy that and you look at yep. this. This is directly from the website, the zeitgeistmovement.com. And I'm not trying to bash this guy for changing his mind if he did, because I change and reserve the right to change my mind whenever I see fit, including if it's flat or not flat. Who knows? I mean, if, if, if one day we find out it's a pancake earth or whatever it is, a waffle earth or, or a strawberry earth or whatever it is, I'll change my mind. To be, okay, you guys were right. It was a banana split earth or whatever it may be. But point being that you can change your mind on things as you develop in your life and you learn more things. So this is directly from... By the way, I think the seven heavens prove that it's not flat. But I'm going to save that for... A, we'll save that for another episode. Yes. <laughs> it's more of a, a PB&J if you ask me, Bob. 
So this is the mission statement founded in 2008, the Zeitgeist Movement (TZM). And it was funny because when I pulled up the dudes, when I pulled up the dudes YouTube, it was like I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is TMZ talking about the Zeitgeist and Alex Jones?" And it was because it was TZM, and the the logo kind of <laughs> looked like TMZ. I, bro, I'm serious. So it, does, though. <laughs> it is a sustainable, a sustainability and public health advocacy organization. Mm. It conducts research and activism through a network of regional chapters, public events, and various forms of educational media. So again, when when you're talking about movements and all this stuff, I think about you destroy somebody's religious superstitious views upon uh, of this world of this earth whatever it is and you look at this the term zeitgeist can be defined as the general intellectual moral and cultural climate of an era we know that zeitgeist also means spirit i mean you can you can look up the etymology right 1848 literally so spirit of the age literally time spirit so again this got all these different connotations and so you go here and you go you replace all that, and this is what I think is happening. You replace the superstitious thoughts and ideas with what? With intellect, with with scientism, right? But trust the science, believe in the science, right? Like this logical, rational uh, point of view. So the term movement implies motion and change. Therefore, the, the zeitgeist movement can be seen as a social movement that urges change in the dominant intellectual moral and cultural climate of the time because zeitgeist also refers to schema of fashion or fades that prescribes what is considered to be acceptable or tasteful for an era so in the field of architecture in the field of homoncology in the field of nephilimism whatever you want to call it i mean what's that whatever is accepted in that field you therefore change that so we have here what is the basic structure uh, is comp- uh, comprised of volunteers creating a global communications network for activism that focuses on uh, educational imperatives of a new social economic mode model referred to as a post scarcity econo- economy. So again, we're getting very kind of kind of. You're talking to Ze- this is the Zeitgeist movement, correct? Yeah, this is the, this is directly well, from their website, bro. And, and then from the Zeitgeist movement, there was he was partnered with Jacques Fresco, yes. who was the Venus project and Jacques, he wrote lectures on sustainable cities, energy efficiency, natural resource management, cyber technologies, Yikes. automotive. He was a, he was described as a futurist and usually transhumanism. Future- may I say, yeah, there you go. You know what I'm saying? So the people yes, you align with tells you a lot best too. Yeah, absolutely. And these guys always push for these technocrats are always pushing for this next phase Check it. of self-contained localized city and production system so i mean that if that doesn't sound like 15 minute cities to you there are many brilliant engineers who have worked to tackle the issue of industrial design from jack fresco which is this guy that you were talking about to buckminster fuller bro he was th- these two guys were buddy buddy with each other we know who buckminster fuller was right his connections with with disney and all that nikola tesla be, uh, behind such designs as Jock Fresco's fame, circular cities or Fuller's geodesic domes. Domes. Resting. So again, it it I don't know, man. Fresco's circular city. Let's look this up before we make any assumptions. I'm t- I'm talking about 15 minute cities. This dude's talking about circular cities. I mean, kind of sounds similar to me. I don't know. One that promotes a tr- uh, linear to a circular economy and integrated 
way across all its functions in collaboration with citizens, businesses, and the research community. What is a circular city? Yikes. I don't know, man. It sounds very, how you said, globalist to me. Very one world order. Well, you know what came after a year after this, right? Something that me and Jewel talk about. Cass Sunstein's um, cognitive infiltration paper. And we don't know the attachment. I don't have a, a pipeline that these guys... But I'm sure there was some inspiration from this film that he saw, hey, we could push people into a direction, and that's that nudge theory. <laughs> that's a 15-minute city. So, <laughs> again, and I didn't I, – I saw this come up, but I didn't research it. But this is part of the Venus Project. Mm-hmm. And, again, I mean, you can – I'm not making any assumptions. This was 2000 – what, 2007, 2008, 2011. I don't think a lot has changed since then i think that the powers that be are still the powers that be Uh, but then it it gets kind of weird because he's like in in these movies he calls for at the end of the second one he's like listen if you work for one of these companies quit if you say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill own their stock sell it if you you know don't buy their stuff don't do all that so he's like kind of calling for action but then are these the same people who are calling for action but then they're kind of turning around and just relabeling it rebranding it and turning it into your own thing here like what's really going on you know what i mean like is this again is it a psyop to be like oh yeah you know fuck those lizards i like these lizards better it's like no they're still lizards well, I will say Peter Joseph does look like he would be like a Star Wars extra. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he does, man. And he might he might be a reptilian, man, when you look at it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He just has that vibe. Like, I said we get 90s, this guy on, bro. I said we get this guy on and we I would we, love we to, but him. I think he would be uh, very uh, – I don't think he would do it, to be honest. I, I Just like what I've been digging on him, there's very limited – like. I would. I didn't want to go down the psyop route. I mean, he's an art student. That's pretty much. He's a musician, filmmaker, which we all do stuff. The thing that I didn't like is, again, when I found out about it was more of a social piece. When I found out about him, now he's talking about like, well, I didn't really, I wasn't invested in any of that stuff. You know what I mean? So you were just throwing this Mm. philosophy out, and then I go back to this Jacques Fresco guy who was teamed up with him, and he advocated for global implications of. Uh, implement whatever, man. Of so, <laughs> of social economic <laughs> systems. <Ariola>! Like, <laughs> they, he was for this global thing, this whole global system, one world government that supposedly this whole film mm. is against. But I watching it, rewatching, it, and I got a lot of Marxy feel. Like yeah. it was real Marxish. Like you had a lot of that in there, and like I get it against capital. You know, like. But what happened was they grabbed that moment of this was the Ron Paul era. This is when um, you had a lot of libertarians out there. So that mm-hmm. grabbed them because they he he hit the key words. Talk about Jack Wow. He talked about the Federal Reserve printing the up too much money. The economic hitmen. Yeah, Rockefellers. This, <laughs> everything he hit the points that are like we all like strings of whatever. Like, okay, he's on he, he's on our level. He, we know what he's talking about. 
But if you started getting into the film, he started wrapping it more into his philosophy, and he still speaks. And the stuff that he talks about is a lot different now. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like formulated. It almost reminded me of something I watched the other night. It was like the Ultimate Warrior. I just watched the whole Vice, uh, Dark Side of the Ring on Ultimate Warrior, and then he just became out of nowhere from this character. He's like a super right wing conservative. Like you know what I mean? It's mm. like how do you get this? Because they see something. That they've always seen, and now they attach to it because they can label it. I think he would. This is a to me was an experiment to drag us in, similar to the uh, uh, the cognitive infiltration, the nudge theory. These things that these think tanks come up with to kind of like, hey, what's going on with? It? Let's poke the bear a little bit. Let Let's see why they think this way. Can we drive them here? Well, and Sean, I believe the end result was to move it into this. What did we get after that? BLM, Antifa. You know what I'm saying? Like the right. Because they all came from the um, what's it called? I can't it's slipping my mind. The uh, 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 Wall Street. What was it called? Uh, the Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street. Mm -hmm. So th that that mm -hmm. came, then Occupy Wall Street. Then from that, those broke into fractions where you got BLM and Antifa, the Proud Boys, these people that had similar ideas. It's like he was able to divide them because then some people wouldn't look into the. 9-11 stuff because they were right away like whoa 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 you're going against christ we can't hear anything you said because he he made some good points like there mm -hmm. is high religious leaders that we couldn't go talk to and be like hey you think this might be fake hey what do you think that they, they might go oh whoa, 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 we don't want to talk about that but that doesn't give it validity that that jesus didn't exist that's mm -hmm. the problem i had with it because he used like you said partial truths that like cannot be really you can't. It's not like there's a video. There's not a certain writing. There's just actual speculation. books you have to go get and read actual manuscripts or it's actual scrolls. Because like one of the some of the stuff that I saw, the sources for those people were like actual Egyptian yeah. scrolls, like of their interpretation. It's like what do you, who you take whose word are you taking for it? And that's why I don't get too lost in the sauce when it comes to this religious aspect of everything. Because and I I think that it's again back to alchemy. I think that there is the exoteric. That they present to us and then there's the esoteric and i mean there's literally that when you look at any religion there's the mainstream and then there's the esoteric version of that same religion that kind of teaches these different principles so again i think there's something there but i'm just thinking right now of there's videos that pop up like this every now and again and for me i'm thinking right now it's gonna get some cheeks tight but the eric dubay when he first came out with the flat earth video like, not a lot of people were talking about Flat Earth until that popped off on YouTube. I was just about YouTube. to go there. You know I what I'm saying? Like, to go there. Hey, right when Zeitgeist pops off, right? What got hot after that? Flat Earth. Yeah. It got hot. So like, you can't say it didn't. I don't I, care how the cheeks are getting tight. Tighten them up, baby, because we're bro, getting I never today. heard of Flat Earth until, or Tartaria after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and what introduced me to Tartaria uh, was a friend of mine through mind unveiled videos and like that's when that was three years ago when that was kind of like ah uh, i was talking about it on this old podcast that i had that's only available on patreon.com slash the one on podcast and you know it's only available on there <laughs> and i talked about it and i was blown away at the time because i didn't know about what it was until you again until i'll dig into something and starts until i start to realize the parallels it has with something else so i can learn an entire cosmology based on comparing it to what others like oh all the all the the, the Typhonian numerology, oh, it's kind of like Pythagorean numerology, except a little bit different. It's kind of, you kind of see the parallels there where one group, obviously the Pythagoreans were, came first, but where they were influenced by these people, right? So, hey, check and, this one. 
Go ahead. But yeah, anyways, I'm thinking about Eric Dubé and the whole Flat Earth movement and how that was a video and people lost their minds over it. Absolutely. And then it got banned off of YouTube or whatever it was. And I don't know. No, I and I think that agree. the powers that be real quick, I think that the powers that be kind of sort of push back a little bit on these things to kind of legitimize them. Right. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, oh, let's let it's like, you know, you got Biden using the new world order. It's like, bro, that, these are trigger words that we've been, yep. you know, Paplov's dog. Right. We've been like, that's that little bell, like ding, ding, ding. And then when he says it on this, like, and we're going to start a new world order in the fucking because oh, we're just I'm coming everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like they were going crazy. <laughs> they were they were going wild. I thought bro. that was Alex Jones right now. I was like, is he here? I didn't know. We bro, got he had, they had the red lights in the back. <laughs> He's talking about all this shit. And bro, the conspiracy, the rock hard, bro. They were just jizzing everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Woo. All right. No, I agree, Juan, completely with that. And I think the zeitgeist was kind of that first one that got put out in space. It was created, and I think it was created by a think tank. I don't even know, Joseph. Maybe he had a hand in putting it together, but I don't think it was solely him. I think his name's on it, but I think that he is the face of what they needed to put out. And right after that, Flat Earth's cooking, and then you got Tartaria not long after that cooking. Another big, in my opinion, PSYOP that, that has levels of truths to it, but is there to set you off the path of what's really going on. And back to, just back to that interview, man. So they, they're asking him about Trump, and this ties into that whole mentality. We're talking about Flat Earth. We're talking about uh, Tartaria. So he's basically talking about tribalism. And he says that's why Trump's followers, and, and in my opinion, when he, what he means by Trump's followers or flat earthers or, or Tartariots or people who try to think outside of the box are so astounding because they, they don't trust the media at all. They're just denying it. The, there's this amazing psychological wall that's been created. So he starts breaking into what tribalism is, and this is really wild because he himself is a tribalist because he is trying to show that you need to listen to the media. You need to be on this left, quote-unquote, side of, of, of actual academia. Like, this is where you need to be, and he's trying to put in the context of Trumpers is these QAnons, these yeah. flat earthers, these Tartarians, these people that have some truth, Probably some stuff that's been created, though, by these think tanks and Joseph himself, which is started with Zeitgeist. And they get you on these paths because here's the thing. We've been lied to so much that we just want the truth, but we can't get the truth. So our minds create things that mm -hmm. are so far out there because we have to because they won't tell us the truth. So what these guys do is they find a way to create something that has enough truth in it to then have you going down all these rabbit holes that aren't there. Yes. And, and again, listen, Flat Earth's got some good stuff there. I like some of the stuff that's there. I don't believe there's most flat, of it's but gay, I like but yeah. some of the, but <laughs> I like some of the concepts of yeah, the moon landing was fake. Like some of these things we know, right? But it's in a, as a whole, I feel like it's there to keep us boxed in. What I don't like is 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 also the Christian aspect of the flat Earth, right? Where they think that we're the center of the universe in the sense of that God can't somehow in his infinite 
We don't understand what God is. We have no idea. Like we, we could maybe understand a fraction of what that even means. That he couldn't have us on a spinning ball going out, out of control. Like it's not out of control. One is a whole science to it. But at the end of the day, no, no, no. You can't understand it. So you have to think that you're in some space that's not moving because mm. you can't believe that there's something powerful out there that can make it all work. Like, but, like, listen, man, if it's flat, it's flat. I don't care. But at the end of the day, don't say that it can't be. Don't no, say that, that it can't be round. Like, it doesn't make sense. That's what I was trying to uh, touch on earlier. Like, okay, maybe the math's wrong, right? Maybe, maybe that they're not right about the size of the earth. There, there could be a lot of inaccuracies or things that they got wrong, but that doesn't mean or that they got hiding. the shape wrong. Like, yeah, or they're hiding whatever it may be. It could be these, but... I am. I was pushing more and more to to get back to Peter Joseph a little bit. That Real he quick, is a psyop. Yeah, because Joel brought up a good point with it being a conglomerate of people. Well, if we look at it from the biblical point of view, we know who Peter was, right? He was mm -hmm. uh, one of the twelve apostles, right? Sorry. Of of Jesus, he was the first pope, right? We know that. Well, a group of people, right? A group of people that he was a part of. Now, I'm not going to say secret society of people, but uh, he was a group of people. And then we go to Joseph, right? He was one of Jacob's 12 sons. So again, we have, and, and again, I'm looking at it from the biblical point of mm -hmm. view to try and link it to a group of people and both, you know, two first names. That's always a red flag for me. Obviously, it's not uh -oh. his real name, but, right, Joel Thomas, right? Two first flag, Sean Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Red flag. Okay. They not know I'm a up already, though, Juan. They already know I'm that. I'm not saying <laughs> you both of you are fake and, I mean, maybe a little gay. I'm, Sean, <laughs> maybe. Joel, I know. For, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just pointing it out there, just putting it out there, okay, that the dude's name, Red Flag. When I see, you know, Gabriel Daniel, for example, one of the mm -hmm. person that I dove down, it was, uh, you know, I think that it is this kind of, maybe this was like the first QAnon because it, he had Alex Jones Talking about how he was a part of the Illuminati. You know, he's talking about this Joseph guy where he was a part of the Illuminati. Like they were pointing fingers at one another. So, again, it, may, it might have been a group of people. And what a better person to put as your front line man than this eloquently word. And when he talks, he talks real boom, you know, straight to the point, doesn't stutter. He's real eloquent. He has a great vocabulary. So he's going boom, boom, boom. That's the guy you want in the front lines, the guy who's going to be able to back you up, right? Even if it was a group of people who came up with this idea. Again, just, 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 I, I'm sure that there's something hidden in here that we're not seeing. And this guy was maybe a part of that. I don't know. No, definitely. I, I looked him up and tried to like, you know, attach him to the cult and see if there was anything that was out there publicly, you know, didn't really see too much. But like I said, his name changed. Plus during that era the Alex Jones, like you said, the QAnon, that's why I brought Cass Sunstein. I believe this was like a blueprint. Then you had all these uh, movements spark off that, that splintered cell into these so many different movements. And then he goes in 2017 and writes a book. The book's called The New Human Rights Movement, Reinventing the Economy to End Oppression. Like, and he has the fist on there. He has the fist like that on, on the cover of the book. And to me, that just says, oh, he's a psyop, man. He's just either – maybe let's not even say a psyop. He could be an opportunist, right? He sees these little pockets of time and like, oh, man, I could see – these movements are really heavy right now. Let me jump on them, right? 
either contributing or maybe he has someone in his ear that we don't know about. He may not be the psyop. He may be just a useful idiot. But it's very strange to me that you would be like so down all these rabbit holes and um, talking about 9-11. Regardless of what happened or someone says, yeah, see right there. Look at the book. <laughs> right there, bro. That tells it all. And it's in the book is talking about society's broken. We can design it our way, a better way. What's that? That's Marxism. Like not saying that we can't design it, but the way that it comes across to me is very Marxish where you could just see the idea of like, oh, we could just live in this wonderful world. And just if you want to be a painter, be a painter. You could do that in real life. But the way that they're structuring it is still, yeah, you could do whatever you want, but then there will be a government that you have to kind of like, you know, pay them. And then if they say you're doing wrong, like they don't tell you those details about that part. Right. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a like a fantasy, like, oh, we're going frolicking all day, guys. Woo! And then like you're like in that camp and they're like, oh, sorry, we just decide what job you get. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know you said you can have any job, but we decide the job. Sean, to that point, I, and I'm glad you went there because in the interview, they ask him, how do you actually change the tribalism? How do you change this corporate capitalism? What's your advice? And he talks about that the structural problem that links the economy, and while this is less sexy than talking about revolution and trying to overcome this or that tyrant until we start to realize that we have to change the structure and change culture and incentives and behavior, we're not going to get very far. This is the part, though. This is the piece, though, that ties into exactly what you're saying. He said, but it's effectively about removing this unnecessary and scarcity-driven dominancy and competitive ethic because it's not needed anymore. Now, there you go right there. There's Marxism to the fullest. Let's take out competitive ethic. Let's take out trying to better yourself, trying to do research for yourself, trying to elevate yourself, trying to elevate your fellow man, trying to connect with your community. All of these things they don't want. They, they want to box you in to these little 15-minute cities. In theory, I'm not saying the 15-minute city might not itself be a psyop of what they're trying to do, but I do think they want you in some sort of format like that, even if it's mentally trapped in a 15-minute city. That's what they want. And this guy who came out with Zeitgeist, is all about everything that's the opposite and of, out of Zeitgeist. Nowhere, and out of nowhere... Yes. He came out of nowhere. He wasn't like, hey, uh, my first two. This is like his first film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, how do you just hit it out the park right away? Like, you hit right like, away. I know YouTube was different. I know that things could go by wildfire. It may have gone that way because it can grow grassroots. Mm -hmm. It would. It obviously will give you much better uh, a validation if you go grassroots mm -hmm. than just like, oh, you got. And we didn't understand about bot farms we didn't understand about you know getting likes and getting views like algorithms we didn't understand yeah. any of these things at that time so it was so easy to get everybody captivated. then they threw it on netflix and netflix was relatively new at the time you know what i mean and who was like the netflix. the one of the the main people in that mm -hmm. bernay the the nephew of bernay bernay's is uh nephew so i i'm gonna go on a limb here and say that maybe perhaps because and I, and I did an episode on this. Maybe maybe a lot of these movements that we know today, I'd say Dogman, Homunculus, Cryptids, right, in general, UFOs, how much of that has been orchestrated 
and actually manu artificially man manufactured, right? No pun intended, right? You got the homunculus in there, but these ideas, and then they're inseminated into society to see how this guy was talking about some social experiment. And not mm -hmm. that, but I mean, I don't consider my podcast a conspiracy podcast. I like to look at it more from a historical point of view, but a lot of things that I talk about could be or alternative history or conspiracy. And I mean, how would it be if, if all of that, most of it, 99.8% of that was manufactured by these people and put in our society to, again, we're having a conversation about this very thing right at this point in time. And we're going to continue probably 20 years 30, 40, 50 years from now, talk about the same thing. So how much of our culture of the ideas that we talk about, at least in the fringe side of things, has been manufactured and in, implanted by these by these plants, I guess? Because if you look at the UFO movement, right, you had Crowley. Well, Crowley had ties to three-letter agencies, right? You had yeah. Carl Jung, also ties to three-letter agencies, Right. Then these are people who are setting up these things for us now. Right. Yep. They're setting things up for us and they set them up years ago. And they're and we're talking about them now. We're catching their ball. But what if that ball wasn't even what was fake and gay this whole time? Hey, well, here's the thing. He had contact with Iowas and we all know what Iowas looks like. So at the end of the day, I think lamb, he knew exactly what Iowas was. And I think that he goes I think he goes to uh I think he goes to everyone or, or three other agencies with this information and is basically like, Hey, look, this is what we're going to do. Um, these entities, we're going to call them this and we're going to present things as this, mm -hmm. and we're going to go down this road. And not to say that these things don't have technology because I believe that they do completely believe that they do. Mm -hmm. But I think this was part of this ruse, this early on ruse. And think about this though. You talk about uh, operation paperclip earlier, Sean. Well, these guys had, super deep ties into the occult and aliens and alien technology. This is a known fact. This has been talked about. The Nazis were super deep. This is what the U.S. really wanted to get those guys over here for. And what's happening right around that time too? Roswell. So you got all this stuff connecting at just the right times. Governments don't know really what's going on, but these guys into the occult, these mm -hmm. alchemists, as you always like to go to, they really know what's going on. Yeah, but that's why, like, I think, like, Juan, like you said, you can't get lost in the sauce. And when I say that, what I mean is, me and Joel were talking about this earlier. I think the problem is whether things are psyops, whether things are real, doesn't really matter. The thing that matters is how do you critically think? Are you teaching yourself to, like, really thoroughly look through information and find the good pieces of the information and, and, Throw away the bad pieces of information and not let it be your will and like last will and testament. Every single thing you mm. read that, hey, man, you got to break these idol cycles. That's what I think we all kind of do. It's none of us know who's absolutely right on any of these subjects. It's all just speculation based on some evidence, different, you know, interpretations. So it's hard to say what history is in general. So all of these things that are being mashed into this film, there's some great points, right? Yeah. yeah. Religion has its downfalls. We know about the banking system. But again, what is his ultimate goal? I believe his ultimate goal is to kind of push us into this social credit score, biometric state, uh, uh, what we saw in the 2020, the year of the red X. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So real quick, right? William Shakespeare 
All the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances. And one man in his time plays many parts, his acts being seven ages. That's William Shakespeare. Again, one of seven the, Asians save seven, seven <laughs> ages, Sean. Listen, bro, you're two for two on this episode. I'm, I can't, I couldn't say baccalaureate or whatever, bacalao or whatever it was, but I got it. I got, okay. Booyaka. Mr. Areola's over here. And uh, what was the other word that he couldn't pronounce? <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, hey, before we go a little bit further, before we go a little bit further, cause I know some people's cheeks are getting tight though. It's lamb. It's, it wasn't Iowa's. Yeah, Iowa's was voice that he heard. Yeah, I tried. Totally I tried to tell you, Joel, Joel Thomas, but you, you ain't did, listening to me. Did, you did. I got <laughs> going too. Thomas. I got going too fast there. But yeah, no, it was Lamb. Lamb was the was the great entity. The bulb, the yeah, great, which was in New York, but it, and then right. Iowa's was in Egypt in the King's Chamber or whatever it is. But Correct. but point being that again, these ideas maybe would have been brought to light from these three letter agencies. Now my, though, what discredits that for me is what about all the accounts before that time, before the 1800s, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like all the, so what I think is happening is I think that there is an actual phenomenon and they're just trying to weaponize it or they're trying to, to exploit it in some way. So I, I do think that there is a, there is the paranormal. There is this again, occultist Monday. That's why I named my journal that this hidden world that we don't know about that we're able to somehow tap into and it's able to bleed into this. And I think that when the apocalypse comes, I think it's, bro, spirited away. You know, when all this, the the spirits and demons and shit come into the world and it's a, a merger of, rea- of dimensions, you exactly. know, of realities. Exactly. I think it's, I totally agree. That's what I've been on this rabbit hole of this merger of all these different dimensions. I think mm-hmm. that is what we're seeing in the paranormal or, or, or angels. Like, I just think they're all the same. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. say that a million times. Like, I just think that, the paranormal, whatever you want to call it, whether it's entities, whether it's an alien, whether it's like a UFO, like it's, I think there's all different aspects of it. I think it's not what they're disclosing to us. Obviously, they are using it. In I don't my think opinion, governments well. know. I think yeah, only know what they're told. I think you've got a select group of elites that actually know what's going on. I think the governments think they are aliens. I think they think they're exactly what they're they're hiding from us, right? I think like Roswell, the Roswell incident was. For them to get contact with these entities and for it to seem like it was this crash. I think the people that went there for this crash, it was a crash to them. I think it was. I, I think it was a side, but it was a setup. Well, I think it was think, exactly that. I don't think the government said that. But look at far. that time, really though. The, no, no, I agree with what you're saying on that. But what I always look at as like when you see those sightings back then, like think of the planes, right? The, mm-hmm. the B-52 bomber, the shapes of the planes shapes were changing if we were to see that at that time and never seen anything else like it we'd be like whoa man that's a crazy flying sauce so i think there's like to me like the flying saucer stuff not saying that there isn't any of those but i think a lot of them can be attributed to technologies used by different militaries right yeah mm-hmm. oh and then, yeah absolutely i think that's part of the things that they're kind of like hiding on of like oh we don't know what that is because it's new technology so they let it go and i think too i also have this belief i mean i've heard some encounters of it where there's these like mk ultra abductions right like where they have things you know they have the voice of god and they have these things that get into people's heads and maybe even our dreams 
And maybe some of these abductions that we've heard these stories are that seem so real is because it's a dream and they're such a vivid dream that they're able to give us some information out of it, but not necessarily the, the, the extraterrestrials we think of, right? That's where I think that the hiding part is more that these angels are the real, you know what I mean? Like the Bigfoots, these uh, these real creatures and Mothman, whatever we want to say, are these mergers of these dimensions. That's what I'm thinking because that seems like more realistic. I'm not saying space is real or not real. I have no idea about that part because I've been really focusing on this merger of dimensions. And I think that's where we get the Bigfoots. That's where we get these uh, uh, homunculus and, and alchemy that come from the fallen angels that have built a lot of that stuff up. I, I really am subscribed well, to that. To your point, And though, the other Sean, part is, is just hiding from the military. To your point, Sean, a lot of these UFOs that are seen come out of the earth, right? They come out of the ocean. They come out of the earth. They, they come out of portals. They come out of like a dimensional shift. So I think there's that piece of it, too. I'm with you. I'm not saying there's not space. But at yeah. the end of the day, I think that if you're talking about interdimensional beings man that's a whole different concept also let's just let's borrow from our buddies over at cryptids of the corn they talk about interdimensional creatures that aren't necessarily good or evil you got to think mm -hmm. about in another dimensional place there are things there that could be dangerous to us maybe not dangerous to us you know mothman has never really hurt anybody that's the best part it's just scary you just misunderstood he just misunderstood. It's like it's like Justin always says. He calls them the trash pandas of their universe. Like he thinks they're <laughs> like the they're literally like the raccoons because they're always over here scavenging and they're scared and they're always like like they're asking for help or they're trying to get back to somewhere. Look, man, everything ain't evil either. Let's put that in a dimensional. Well, space. even Bigfoots, man. Even the Bigfoots, yeah. like they don't really attack a lot. A lot of the ones that I hear chasing people that like a lot of encounters with like the white Bigfoots. Like, you know what I mean? That's what's interesting. So maybe those are the tone ones it, that are experimenting. Tone down the you racism, I mean? Sean, please. Tone it down. <laughs> all Bigfoot hey, man, lives matter. All, all white Bigfoots are, are they attack I saw you, a cocaine bear last night. So I'm like, that's oh, all my I mind. I loved it, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a movie. That shit was incredible, man. <laughs> what the fuck was that, bro? What was that? <laughs> what? You know, hold on. It deserves the button. What the fuck? I was like, what is happening this whole time, bro? That was that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but... no it's just, yeah. The, the Whenever I see like stories of that it's like why are you running why are you running you know the moth man <laughs> is just trying to come after you trying to trying to be your friend i mean it just wants a hug man you know everybody when you see your cryptid your your neighborhood cryptid you know maybe stop to think about him for a second what if he's alone crypt? cryptid he oh. he think about you know if he's alone he has no friends he's alone in this dimension give him a hug you know next time stop for that cryptid in the on the side of the street you know what i'm saying so just think about the the cryptids. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just like the homeless lizard people, you know, uh, there is we are advocating for that. So <laughs> it's it's, it's a real deal. You know what I mean? Go to change.org, save the homeless think lizard about people. It, man, they've been in inter intergalactical battles for how long, man? And you got some man got PTSD, man. Their rest, their their brethren didn't care about them anymore, man. They're, 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 they're tripping out, man. They're forgotten. They can't even shape shift right. Like half of them <laughs> shape shift, the other half's not. <laughs> They need help, man. It's just like it's the just, eyes just twitching, man. That was it. <laughs> but some got it good. Some are in the White House. You know what I'm saying? But those are the the ones that are on the higher. Uh, right. Yeah, the elitist ones. Yeah, but the working class uh, reptilians they get treated like garbage, man. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? The elitist reptilians. That's what we're always talking about. People don't really understand this whole concept of reptilians. And Peter Joseph, well, 
if you got a problem with reptilians, that's probably because you're with the elitist ones and you could care less about the working class reptilians. And I'm sick of people like you. I think he is a reptilian. Look at his face again, man. He He's got that weird, like, hair all the way back, too. It's almost like a mask. It's it's like, he looks like he like larps, he just... bro. Like, he oh, looks yeah, like look he at this larps. picture of him. Oh, He's... my goodness. Hold on. Is this him? This is not him. Hold up. Easy. Yo, is that him? No, that's uh, not right him. There. Yeah, that's him right this there. This is yeah. him, but I'm saying, is this him? Who's this? Uh, I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> I don't know if that is him, man. That's a Yo. fake. That's a... He's shifting. They call Maybe, her mid-shift. Yeah, then no, man. <laughs> Yo, that kind of looks like him a little bit, bro. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he looks like he LARPs in the forest. Look that TZM logo, uh... man. Go back to that. That Zeitgeist Movement logo, man. That's oh, so it's a flat earth. Is that a flat earth? Oh. Even better. Oh, it is. Look, it's got With the, the little ice, the ice wall. wall. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> With the entrance out. <laughs> Yo. Bro, and I just see. Oh, no, never mind. I shouldn't. This isn't the flat earth part. You're gonna, yo, the people, on the, the flat earthers on my YouTube are gonna be going. They're gonna have a, a heyday with us, dude. Oh yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna be so tight, man. Bro, they're we got it. I'm gonna get this guy on. I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna reach out to this guy. That's him. That's like a yeah, more he recent. Looks real weird, man. Listen, I'm gonna get him on. And he's. I'm sure he's a cool guy. We're gonna let him defend himself and talk about. You know, Still playing the Alex Jones clips, man. He hates Alex. I, I think that, you know, and, and it's also part of it is that, you know, you become the monster that you are hunting, right? If you stare into the abyss long enough, the abyss stares back into you. And I think a lot of these guys get lost in the sauce themselves and they start to become what, what the monsters that they're trying to take down. They become that without intentionally doing it, but it just happens because at the end of the day, you got to side with somebody if you're going to pick a side. Right. You're going to you have to side. And so it's like you're either with these people or these other people. And it's how you said, like, you're talking about the same people. And then you're you're talking about movements that are criticizing those exact people. Like, what are you doing? So it's like a paradoxical type of thing. But I think it goes beyond that. I think it's not it's not about that. It's, it's about something deeper, because remember, around this time, what was popping off MySpace Facebook had just been founded a couple of years, uh, a couple of years before this came out. And also the idea that my uh, Facebook could have been this rebranded DARPA program, right? That they couldn't, they couldn't do it because it was too in intrusive into people's lives. Well, let's just life log, life log. Let's just go no ahead. Way and, it could have been life log just because they had people that worked on life log that also worked on dude. They tweeted a DARPA tweeted it. They tweeted just about it. Just because no life log stopped the same exact day that Facebook <laughs> the CIA <started>. investigated <laughs> the CIA and ruled that there was no foul play. Yeah. Okay. The lizard people out, investigated that the lizard people were okay. All right. So I guess it's fine. I'm just, it's sounds kind of, it might be a coincidence. You're right, Sean. It might be a coincidence. It could have been a, could be a crazy coincidence and there's probably nothing behind it. And we're just crazy conspiracy theorists that just come up with these crazy ideas with no foundation and no, no, Evidence, right? What I would like to do is to see if we can get a Peter Joseph verse. Um, uh, what's his name? The, that action star. Um, who's that kung fu dude? Man, I just had his name right now in my head. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal versus Peter Joseph uh, in a debate 
of the ages, man. I think that would be a great debate, man. Peter Seagal, I'd watch bro. It. Steven Seagal. Oh, Steven Seagal? And first Peter Joseph. <laughs> Peter Seagal. Just mix them. Mix them together. But he also, Peter Joseph also looks like he would sell me a flat screen TV at Best Buy. So, yeah. I mean, he has a lot of attributes that I see from him. Wait, Steven he also Seagal looks like has he worked at cons- Blockbuster at some point. He has some, some conspiracy stuff? What's up with him? Steven Seagal? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, he just, uh, have you ever heard him talk? No, I haven't, actually. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just him. Whatever. He just, like, thinks he's, like, the best at everything. Like, he's one of those guys. <laughs> he's like Hulk Hogan. You know how Hulk Hogan's like, yeah, man, I, I pretty much did everything. Like, and he, like, Yeah, because he like, could kick your fucking ass a seventh damn black belt in a Aikido. Aikido? Aikido? No, uh, Aikido. Ikea. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this guy can That's beat John the John translation. Can beat the bricks out of you, bro. I I talk to people mad disrespect, mad disrespectful too. If I was, oh, no, you got there's this whole show where he was like just talking like to all like he's training these like super elite like horses, and they're just like, dude, what are you talking? About? I can't do that shit. Like he looks like that the guy from Detroit that tries to disarm people. <laughs> I'd be disrespectful too. Like, yeah, you can just get the gun out of his hand, like you know, self defense. You're like, nah, bro. Like, yeah, they were like, nah, bro, you can't do that. Like, and he. He's a fat slob, man. Yeah, I said it. What's he gonna do? He ain't gonna do shit, man. I tell him. I tell him right now. See, go. You ain't gonna do shit. Sean, <laughs> shut up, bro. <laughs> so, what else we got on this fool? I mean, so there's three movies. I watched all three of them. I mean, people can can watch them and come up with their own interpretations, right? There's no. We're not. We're not saying that this is the end all be all, but it's it's fishy. That's all I'm saying. There's some inconsistencies. The information is subjective. You can take it for it being true, how you can take it for it being false. It's really up to you and and where you stand with your core beliefs as well. And so, I don't know. I think it's on the scale of fake and gay. I say it's it's pretty gay. That's that's what I'm gonna rule it. More gay than anything. Yeah, because whether, again, intentionally or somebody with the whispers in his ear, whether he had good intentions or bad intentions, if you follow the trail of what he did and what he started and the other movements that he's a part of, the people he's connected with, he heavily supported Occupy Wall Street, which I did too. So, I mean, like, that's easy. That's not one. But, I mean, to go from there and you see where he fractured off of. So, it never seemed like if he either had somebody in his ear or he never really critically thinked himself. He just got down a rabbit hole. So I'm like in a half and half. So I either think he's mm-hmm. a psyop or he just went down a rabbit hole and he didn't fully critically think. And he just stuck to his guns one way and he won't see the full spectrum of things because to really have a grasp of anything, it's not about how much knowledge you know. It's about how can you be relatable to people and can you have these discussions with being able to be wrong and being able to learn and have more growth in your life. And I think he's one of those people that what he thinks is right is right. And that's it. And real quick, I want to add, I give credit where credit is due. And one thing that I did like about him was that he offered quote unquote solutions, which I think that's something that not enough people do in this community. Like we talk about the occult, we talk about the lizard people, we talk about all these different things, but I don't feel that we offer any practical advice as to how to handle vehicle or how to handle and again i mean maybe it's not the type of show that i run but i i like that or it's like well you're talking all this smack what do we do about it what are you supposed to do and he kind of offers you like yo do this 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 now 
you know, the agenda behind that aside, but I do take that in consi into consideration where it's like, okay, I give you kudos for that. Like you offering like an actual something that people can follow for themselves to help them like, Hey, get off the grid. You know, don't pay for the electricity anymore. Uh, be self-sustainable, like stuff that is good, but it's like, okay, you know, what do you, what, what are you getting at? Like at the end of the day. So I just want to say that, that he does offer some, some good pointers as to where to start in some of these movies. Right. And my assessment is you know, just to piggyback on what you just said. Um, yeah. He's offering solutions, but now his solutions are to vote for guys like Bernie Sanders. who's a super socialist. <laughs> and he talks about, you know, uh, how xenophobia is ruling the world right now, how we need universal health care and all of the great Marxist lingo. So again, I do think, just from a base level, I think it was a social experiment for him. I think even if there was a psyop machine behind him, a think tank behind him that pushed this, I think for his personal view, I think maybe he was telling the truth. I think maybe it was a social experiment for him. Maybe he is in that kind of elite category of people because he seems pretty intelligent when he talks, you know, unless he's some sort of AI or whatever, clone AI, whatever. Joel, but relax. just a. But yeah. yeah, I know, I know. We, we could go there, but we're not. So he essentially, I think that he uh, just at a social level, he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do this for you guys. So I'll make this film, put it out there. But I'm curious to see how people are going to mm -hmm. react 20 mm -hmm. years from now, 30 years from now. This is an impactful film. Like it still is. People still look to this as kind of like the Bible that opened them to conspiracies. Yeah and open their mind up to new ways of thinking. So I think he, he kind of won in a lot of ways. He, he got his social experiment, and it's still evolving. So he's still getting to watch this turn into this beast um, that it has turned into. Mm -hmm. So is he watching us? Like, is he in, like, the corner watching us, like, right now? <laughs> That's kind of weird, man. That's cucky. Yeah. No, no, no I don't, I don't think he is. That, but I think that uh, that – that there are projects and things going on on different levels of the spectrum right now. This is like the exoteric. Hey, let's put it on YouTube. Let's see how much traction it gets. Even if it was artificial or not, see how people react to it. Then you have the other stuff like the DARPA stuff. Let's see what happens when people actually voluntarily give their information up. Let's not make them give their information. Let's have them give it to us and see how they react. So I think that there's different levels of interaction and I think that they're testing us like all the time. I mean, you have the whole TikTok thing right now. You have a whole bunch of they have the new AI now that's going to be scanning. I think podcasts to see what you're saying. I think you sent it to me, Joel. Yeah, to I did. see what you're it's saying. Going to be scanning podcasts to pick up algorithmically keywords, copyright strike stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, again, yeah. I mean. <laughs> I think that there are psyops within psyops sometimes and, and not so much psyops, but maybe like social experiments to see how people react. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're looking for, that reaction and, and see or what they do. Or levels of control. Yeah. To how to see much how far, more control that they can get. How far they can push it. Like, okay, let's present this and see how, how much we can get away with. And by the time you know it, they're sitting on your couch actually watching you, Sean. If it, if that, and I can honestly... Hard say to, to give him some credit too he could have maybe just not social experiment i do think that the piece did capture like what was going on in that time because it was after 9 11 we were already in iraq there was tons of protests everywhere and it and then the other films were made during the collapse right like the the uh 
housing crisis, yeah. all these things in the middle of it. So I think he did capture pretty well some of what was going on. And I think some of it is that he didn't put the right context to it. So, um, like I said, I, I don't know if he's a bad dude. Like, I really don't know him. I I like some of the information in there. I understood a lot of the banking stuff that he put in there. I like that aspect of it. And the 9-11 stuff, I thought it was interesting that he really didn't speak about it. He kind of just put clips so he could, like, kind of fall back. Like, oh, I never – he didn't really say too much. He's, he interjected here and there, but it was mainly these videos yeah. of like saying it was, you know, explosives and uh, took stuff from loose change and things of that nature. So I started thinking about that. Well, maybe that was his part of capturing what was going on at that time mm-hmm. of, of, of the whole society. Now, his reasonings behind it to me are definitely a little bit nefarious whether it's for connected with connected with somebody or not he did bring solutions but his solutions were kind of government oriented he but disguised right yeah. he was like oh man we don't need a government we just they want a one world government but maybe if we have this other government yeah they might be a one world government too but they're totally different Dude, these ones are good this one's a good one like it just felt like that level and to me when people don't allow um, voices to challenge them That's something that I don't like in this uh, Field we're in as well sometimes Like People only want to have on people that Believe in flat earth You know, Hey I believe flat earth they won't believe in it I so, believe in flat nipples how's that I like that <laughs> great someone could just Sample that right now and they're going to be like see he believes In flat earth fucking psyop So no and, and also I want to add that, that So you know we do podcasting And we do it for I mean, I have a Patreon. You guys are going to start your own thing soon. But the idea that this guy, you know, what was he doing for work to fund this? Where was he finding the time to do the research? Right. And that that, that just adds to the, the to the idea that it could have been a group of people. Because he even talked about it. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't have a lot of money. I have even less now that I'm putting this. I was like, where'd you even get your money to begin with? Who was funding you? Right. It's like people don't ask those questions and think about like, oh, okay. Because in you- defense, though, in defense, if you look at it, he- it's kind of not that high of a budget. He just took a bunch of different YouTube videos of the time, like mm. Jordan Maxwell's big in that, other philosophers, other people of the times, and like I said, like Loose Change, until the next film. Now, the question is, I do have, what do you say, where did that money come from? Well, there's animations and shit. About yeah. monetization at that time. What, when monet, I don't remember monetization coming to effect with YouTube. I don't remember. No, they, were, paying, they were paying, bro. Time. They were paying at yeah, that time. Yeah, they're, they're so paying. maybe that first film, the first film is low budget. Like that's why it's so, but artsy. it's not impossible is what you're getting at. It's like, it's low. Yeah, budget. I don't think it's impossible. I yeah. think it's more low budget mm-hmm. for him to make I it. I agree. I, I think now the more question would be like, how did it go so viral? But again, at that time, things were kind of like free set. I think they did it on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Like they wanted it to be look organic in my opinion. Yeah. I, I'm not saying no one's behind him. I just really feel like they did their best to make sure that it looked organic because when you see so how the film was put together, you're like, oh yeah, someone threw that together. I mean, well, he did it. He didn't just throw it together. It was done well, but I, that's where I got from it. Here's to what you said though earlier, though, Sean. Back then, we didn't understand algorithms and we didn't understand how a lot of that worked. It would be very easy for them to, like you said, make it look organic by just having it in your face when you log into YouTube. Like, oh, what's this? You know what I mean? And just having it in that feed to where it's constantly in people's feeds or people that. Well, it's still able to search it. it. Right. 
right. you're not able to search a lot of stuff. Like, why is that still allowed? That, why I mean, is they, that film so that easy very, to find? It's yes, very it's easy to find. Easy. It's free on Tubi. Like, all three yeah. of them were on Tubi for free. So you can get them anywhere. They're free uh, on Amazon YouTube. Prime. Yeah. yeah, and they're free on YouTube. They're free everywhere. I mean, and I do agree what you said earlier, too, on some of these films that get put out, like the Flat Earth films, they get canned on purpose. I think they mm-hmm. put them out there and get them canned on purpose because what it makes them look like is, see, 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 they're, they're hiding it. They're hiding it. Like, that's part of the plot, too. Yeah. But I think that with the Zeitgeist film, it was kind of the first of its kind, right? He's kind of stepped away, but they're letting it keep going because there are new people that are picking up Zeitgeist now, and it's opening up their world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got people that are, like, watching it. Hell, I it, – it, Zeitgeist, and I'd have to go look at the numbers and stuff. I wouldn't surprise me during 2020 if that movie didn't get like a resurgence during that time yeah. um, when everybody was at home, man. Especially with everything going on, so it's very possible um, that uh, that that film and the three really could have taken like a big surge during that time. So yeah, I, I'm with you guys on it. That's kind of my final assessment on it too. I, I maybe not a psyop. I think the film is a psyop maybe not him maybe he loves it more of as a social experiment and maybe he's like you know what i'll make it to do this but you, whatever you guys are doing with it like i don't care it could be that it's too. a good film to start off on but to open your mind don't like use it as gospel as it's right on everything and i would tell people to not only watch that but really go read the uh christ conspiracy the greatest story ever sold and then see for yourself how a lot of what's said in that book is kind of referred to in this movie. Um, the documentary is kind of meshed together. And I think that's why I said he had like tunnel vision. He read a book. It's like, uh, when I've said to you many times, there's people in this community, Joel, that watch a documentary and then that is their philosophy forever. Right? Like they watch one documentary. Oh, this is how I'm living my life. And I think that that had a plate of a huge, aspect of the making of this film my ideas are constantly evolving because i'm constantly doing research and especially if it's on something that i enjoy i'll probably be researching it like years and it's constantly changing because i'm finding out new information and i also like to read a lot of stuff that i don't agree with either so i'll go read things that aren't necessarily uh, you know, go go pick up a copy of Mind Kampf. Go get go get some stuff that that not necessarily tone it down, Joe. That, All that, right. that you like, you know what I mean? I'm saying from an academic point of view, you should read everything because that way you, you get a know. concept of where these guys yeah. came from when they wrote these books. You know, mm-hmm. Paul Marx. I've got a bunch of his works at the house too. Like, you want to understand why they think certain ways, so that way you know how to combat it. It's not that you're reading it to agree with it. You're just understanding a full scope of views. You know what? My, one of my biggest issues with people that don't like the Bible or like Christianity, they never read the Bible. They yeah. read every book that has against the Bible and how to defeat it, but they never read it. It's like, okay, if you read it and you don't like it, fine. I understand that. But don't do that with anything. So, like, for me, if I don't like you know, Marxism or whatever, I want to understand it. I want to understand where they're coming from, what their concepts were, because at some point in time, and even now, people think it's a good concept. So why do they think that, right? How do we combat that? Well, we got to understand it. And I think that's with anything. I think our CIA agent today is having a ball. He's like, <laughs> got him, boys. He's got Karl Marx's Mein Kampf too, bro. Yeah, he's got all the stuff, bro. Next thing you know. <laughs> Bro, he's got got him, got him. So no, I think our our uh, CIA agent was like, man, I thought Juan was not gonna be able to squeeze the homunculus in, but last <laughs> shot, uh, time ticking down, 
<laughs> he got that last bucket up, and we're like, yeah, got you. Yeah, bro. I mean, the homunculus fits anywhere. He stuck some Nephilim earlier, too, so yeah, that was bro. cool. You know, we, we got to do it for the people. The people are waiting, too. They're, they're like, yo, how many? They got the, the Pentecostal counter. They got the homunculus <laughs> counter. They got the... the Pentecostal homunku? Whatever, bro. They got all that stuff. So, yeah. I, I People, check it out. Again, watch the movie. If you haven't ever, this is something that started my... My journey, I guess you could say, and and opened up my eyes at the time. And hell, I mean, I even quoted some stuff for the longest time out of this movie. And I'd have conversations with people. This is, you know, before I had the podcast and all that. Uh, with just ideas that stem from this until you start to how Joel's talking about doing your own research and reading and actually peeling the layers back and go, damn, so-and-so is full of shit. It's like, okay, well, now you know. But how many other people know that that you know now? Right. You know, so... Yeah. Anything else, Sean, Joel? I think that's it, man. Mm. No, I'm good. Like yeah, Enoch said, said, loosen now cheeks. That's all I got to <laughs> say to everybody. Loosen thy cheeks. Make sure to follow me on social media at the Juan on Juan podcast, tjojp.com. Hey, make sure to get the June Paranormality magazine issue. Your boys on the cover. The last living homoncologist, the Florida homoncologist in the house. I am solidifying that title. I am the Hamuk Daddy, and you will the respect Lord. The Hamuk Hey, Lord. and check this out. You can get a discount on it if you go there and use our promo TJ code BirdKillers. <laughs> TJ OJP. BirdKillers. TJOJP promo code TJOJP and TJOJP.com. You know what? Just get two subscriptions. Yeah. And you can, you, you know, might as well just do two subscriptions. <laughs> exactly. You're going to need it. Exactly. So, Hamunk Killers and TJOJP.com. I'm just kidding. So, we'll post the, disc- the links in the description. You guys want to plug anything before we get out of here? Yeah. the Mockingbirds.com, man. You know what I mean? We got the site up and running, building the members only, but you could go to KillTheMockingbirds.com to get all of our podcasts and so much more that will be coming. And if you still want to follow us on the social medias, go to telegram, kill the mockingbirds, Instagram, kill the mockingbirds podcast, Instagram, Van Tesla music, Instagram, Sean, Chris music. And don't forget to check out all of our music on Spotify, Apple, whatever you go to Joe Thomas, Sean, Chris, you can find it easy to search up. Right on boys. Another one in the books. We'll get a little motherfucker <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> out what we're going to talk about in the next one but as always everyone love each other don't be a piece of shit and be a good person love you guys see you on the next one
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.